We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. I think we're here. I think we're here. I think we're all actually here. Nice. This we're is here. not, but this is not we, where we, we normally are. Yeah, we don't do this all often, as a matter true. of fact. I'm, true, glad, true. I'm glad everybody's joining us. We've got Richard Grio and Nick Grio on with us. You've heard yep. Nick on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. We had, had you on, what, six months or something like that? It's Definitely been a before while. I was a father, for sure. That's so right. It's been more than six months ago. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. And this is your dad, Richard Grio, sitting yes. here. So I'm, this, I'm if, the you ever, if you've ever wondered who, who Grio's garage is, and it's where Grio's garage <laughs> yeah. is, this is the, we're in the garage we're right now, garage. actually, which is really cool. So if you're hearing this, obviously you can't see anything I'm talking about. So know that we're sitting not at the studio where Paul and I normally sit across from each other. We're right, sitting right. side by side, which is very weird, I have to acknowledge. <laughs> but we're good. sitting here in the in the actual garage. This is part of the collection that Grio's garage has. But I should I should admit, we were talking about this before. We're not going to have a huge car care podcast. We're going to talk about cars because we all love them. We had a great drive today. I love yeah, cars. By the way, we went for an excellent drive. Thanks yes. to you guys for pulling some cars. And, and we just came up. We were actually in town for the Lemons race, and we just shot that. And we've got mm-hmm. a little bit of speed out of our system. So uh, we pulled some cars and just went driving. It was really great. I, I, yeah, tell us the, tell us the cars this. we had today. Just give us the list real quick. 1991 Mondale T. Yes, uh, the Ferrari. Ferrari. Yes, the, the which Ferrari. surprised all of us, yeah. Uh, the Intermechanica 356 Roadster with a 911 engine in it. And what makes it a Roadster over a Speedster? You told us this before. Uh, you can wind the windows up in a Roadster. The windshield's a little windows. higher. Yeah. <laughs> windows yeah. make it a Roadster. I yeah, love so that. That's my favorite. The rain doesn't come around slapping you in the side of the face. Okay. So, uh, What else do we have? We uh, had a 2550 uh, Marinello Ferrari, yes. front engine. Uh, V12. Yeah, yeah. Very fun. Three pedal car as well. Yeah. yeah. Three awesome. pedals. Yeah. Awesome. You and need three Cobra. pedals. Yeah. And the last one was. Uh, Year 2000. Oh, you. you no, the uh, Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Cobra. The uh, Shelby Cobra, uh, bodied by Kirkham, and, and had uh, raw, no paint on it. Just, just all aluminum. You all can aluminum. See the, see the bend marks and everything. Yeah. It's really cool. Shopping for Mondials now. We had no idea that <laughs> Mondials were that tasty and good. And yeah. really surprised us all. So I've actually been cruising around Autotempest searching for Ferrari. For, for the last two hours, every time we look at Paul, They're he's actually looking at Mondials. Cheap. Yeah. And we're also having the discussion, of course, about cars that, you know, when do they start to go back up and at what point? And yeah. it's sort of yeah. the 40-year mark, but then what will those be? And Mondials are kind of on that list now. They're yeah. delightful for what they are. It felt robust. They were fast. They were buzzy, and they had the fizz and everything. I, I really enjoyed it. But uh, And you could take four people in it. You can take you four could, people. If you yeah. needed to, you can take four right. people, which is not a common Kids. Car you know, yeah. Two car seats yeah. in the back at yeah. the next car show, and you roll up, and somebody will be like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool you were my hero. Yes, and it's officially rad too, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's also a Redwood car. Yeah. And it has a trunk for diapers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Before we go further, I know you had a uh, a code you wanted to talk about and a giveaway yeah. that we're doing. Yeah. yeah. So um, if you've tuned into our uh, YouTube lives before, um, this is a kind of a special uh, cooperation we're doing here, but. Uh, if you're live streaming on the YouTube right now, we do have an offer code that will be up on the screen shortly. It is SMGL2, and if you spend over $99 with us, you're going to get a free heavy-duty wheel cleaning kit uh, and free shipping, and cool. that offer is going to extend through your guys' podcast. The so first day of the podcast, yes. Living or listening to it will get that same offer 
uh, for particip participating and listening. And then we have selected a pre-submitted question that's mm -hmm. going to win a giveaway. And likewise, anybody who's listening or watching on YouTube right now, keep submitting your questions. We're going to pick a question that we all like the most mm -hmm. for a very big giveaway at the no, end. No pressure, because that means we've got to read all of these questions. We, yeah, i got like, to zoom oh, that oh, in. That's, oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Justin, yeah. as we, we zoom see that in. Delafield, Wisconsin, holy cow. This yeah, yeah there's a lot of them. So, keep so asking questions, other ones, guys. Yeah. We'll get to stuff in just Alrighty. a moment. All right, uh, so you've got the, the code all figured out, and then, yeah, we'll, so we'll pick a question a little bit have later. Have you stopped looking at Mondials long enough no, for us to continue? No, they're great. They're so cheap. <laughs> Look at this, in 1989. Stop. No, no one, only you are looking at Actually, if you, if you are doing the live stream, you can probably Ooh. see this picture of the four cars parked in front of the Griot's Garage uh, situation here. Actually, there's a, by the way, the lime green, whatever they call, what do they call the lime green Hellcat? They have a name for it, a goofy name for the lime one. Oh. But anyway. Sublime lime. Okay. So that, that one so. we didn't okay. drive, but the right. other four we drove. Yeah. Yes, you right, can see right, the back right. of all four of those cars. Very cool. Of course, Chance was with us. He was shooting photography at, by sticking a camera out of the top of the, the car as we were driving. Uh, so it was awesome. Um, I decided to uh, lose my Everyday Driver limited edition cap. It was sacrificed to the gods of the highway <laughs> right as soon as we got on the road, which is driving. fine. Yeah, it was all good. No, absolutely. All right. Well, I, you know, Nick and I were talking about uh, video production a little bit earlier, and we have acknowledged that we're, we can't get to every car car quite question, but I will say everything that is on the channel you're on now, that's where I learned it from. And Nick mm, has produced mm. a lot of great videos at this point. So there's some that we can't answer, but there's so many videos that sure. you've already done and you've pulled all that in-house is my understanding, all your video production for those videos and various things. And we're getting great questions about, mm. you know, little things like the the gas dripping down the side of the paint and how do you get that off? And then, you know, matte, flat matte paint, how do you take care of that? I, I like it, but you know we can't, of course, can't yeah. answer all the questions. We're here to talk about cars. Yeah, and this has been a, a great aspect of it. Obviously, we're here live. We're talking through. Um, we just wanted to chat about cars, but we do this YouTube live to engage mm -hmm. uh, and get a lot of questions. But yeah, this channel is where we do all of our education and. You know, this guy sitting next to me, and he was uh, pretty integral in, in teaching. <laughs> you, were, uh, you were a bit involved in Griot's Garage, weren't you, Mr. Uh, Griot? Uh, just yes. a bit, just a bit. Uh, <laughs> it's out of a, a uh, labor of love, I think. What, what was uh, the start? What was the impetus? Uh, I was uh, working in my garage. I wasn't finding quality tools or great car care products uh, and was becoming, you know, pretty, you know, darn frustrated. Mm. So yeah. I, I didn't even have a catalog, but I... I was at um, at a car show, and I started putting, you know, would you like a catalog of these mm, things on mm. everybody's windshield? And sure. lo and behold, people started sending that in, and that's how the I said, oh gosh, I've got to do this now. <laughs> no, I've, no, I've, I've, I've got ten people that would like to buy some products. Sure, sure, so, sure. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. Good. Well, but you're a long way from. That I love now. cars, so yeah. I love. Well, obviously, I mean, look yeah. at the cars in any direction in any of these shots. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's amazing, and I'm thrilled we got to drive those today. We have a great question that came in from Chris. Chris is one of our patrons. I want to talk about this a little bit. He's asking the question. You and I debate a lot about being too precious. Yeah, you goon me a lot about too. Well, yes, but 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 you. There's been quite a bit of growth on your part about Thank being you. too precious. Thank you. I'm because growing. the whole the whole discussion is you buy a car that you may have begged, borrowed, stolen, and saved for, yeah. and now it's something you don't want to drive anywhere because what if, fill in the blank, mm -hmm. someone breathes on it, there's a shopping cart, I can't, so, somebody actually spilled something. What if? That is the huge issue that we have. And look, it's a common reality. I know it's a common reality, but Chris is writing in and going, look, and I know what, Chris, I know the car you're talking about. You, you are a father, and you just got an FRS, and you've never had a sports car before. I happen to know that mm -hmm. about you, Chris. 
So you've said, okay, you want to be very protective of this car. Nobody but your wife is allowed to have any drinks in the car. You know, and, and the kids know that if you're playing outside, play away from the car. Which, look, I think this is, frankly, I think this is good parenting. However, however, but your question is, where's the line of uh-huh. being protective versus being precious where, it's my car, and, and it's my car. the same? Yes, it's a good they, question. I, yeah. I thought that would, could be good because, you know, yeah, he's a father. You're a new father, which I like. But that actually leads us to a great debate, guys. We've got a cool debate for Peter S. He is, they're, they're having a baby. He and his wife are having a baby at the end of the year. He's been thinking about birthday presents for his soon-to-be daughter, and he's thinking in this future world of Uber and Apple cars and Waymo and whatever the pod on wheels that we're all going to be driving around, well, what should he buy now for his daughter to be the future collector? What what could go up now? And I think it actually ties in with the things that we drove today. By yeah. the way, we will post those photos on our Instagram as well. Got a ton of great photos. Yeah, yeah, and, they're good. Uh, we actually stopped and traded cars, and then we would drive a little bit further and yeah, trade cars yeah, yeah. again. And then, Richard, you were saying, all right, at the very last stop, we've got to decide who's back in what. I don't think we've right. still actually decided no, we what didn't car decide. was the choice for the day. Yeah. I mean, hard And to, you guys stuck me with the Cobra, and it was really hot outside. So I've <laughs> yes. now got a full-on burn uh, mark on my right leg. But, uh, well, yeah, no, I don't think we we decided. We decided decide, which is yeah, the best yeah. of the four. But, yeah, the thing I love I like about the, the, the young father question is the fact that, that he's not even a father yet. I he's like this guy. To be. It's great. Absolutely. This he's, is our audience. He, it's he's pretty cool. Just, he's, you know he's going to be driving the car for the next 16 years. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just an excuse. for you, baby. I was doing it for you. It's an excuse to buy another car. It is. Which, hey, we're all looking for that. Right. And this is the best excuse I've ever heard. Do we have, okay, on our four cars, let's go back to that four cars. All right, all right. Do we have a favorite? I know, and I'm not saying we we all have to have a collective favorite. Yes. But where did we land? Well, we started with the idea that we were going to frame this as an everyday driver debate, right? Where right. we would have yeah. a couple yeah. Ferraris, which are accessible, yet not uh, really the easiest cars to, to, to imagine being accessible. Yes, uh, true. In the Mondial, which is kind of neglected, and then the 550, which represents the last of the analog front-engine V12 Ferraris. Yeah. And then we had two replicas, mm-hmm. which, again, were the you can really go in at different levels of access, where you get a fiberglass-bodied speedster, you can put a Volkswagen engine in or do yeah. what Richard did and go full 911. But that's the thing. You can do it at whatever your level is. You could have one, yeah, right. and you can go nuts, or you can have one and go conservative, and you still have one. And it's going to look and drive almost like what we had today. Yeah. yeah. And we had a beautiful Washington day. Mm-hmm. Perfect sun, totally. not a cloud in the totally, sky. Yeah. And uh, Richard apparently had a drive in mind, and we trusted him to take us, and I think we had a pretty good drive. We did well. We did very well. Excellent. Yeah. And Excellent. we all got to drive each car. Mm-hmm. Which is the per- by the way, if you're doing cruises with your friends, mm. if you have the ability, and this is hard because depending on who your friends are, this is back to the precious thing. Can you do a cruise with your friends, and can you keep swapping keys? Mm. That's hard, but it's one of the best ways, one of the best ex- uh, inexpensive ways to keep getting a lot more driving experience. Yeah, yeah. I, there's yeah. there's one car that I didn't like today, and that's the car you guys stuck me with at the end of the day. <laughs> uh, but I I love I love yeah, but I loved all the cars. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no to. I think. Any I think the them. Cobra was the most out of its element today, because it's it's hot. It's, it's it was hot. It's angry. Yeah. It's rumbling. I feel like I'm sitting about here. Yeah, in that I just car. To be a hooligan you know. in that thing. Everywhere oh yes, we went yes. Because we rumbled through downtown Gig Harbor, and there's yeah. families out. And I'm thinking it's Monday. 
Yeah. What, we, we were scaring children. Was yeah. out. <laughs> and yeah. I was just, I was driving through, just blipping the throttle, and people look over and I'm like, <laughs> It is like, it just it's just, it's really wound up. Yeah. And yeah, it's very uh, fun. But very the fun floors are hot. And you have no AC, so it's not really an ideal car to be moving through traffic in. The wind in your hair, when it was in your hair, was fine. But yeah. even so, you've got heat coming up from your legs, and uh, not not the winter today, for it's, sure. It's raw and angry. I know, but I the, just... The Mondial was a, was a real surprise, yeah. honestly, because it's just... I don't think before today I've ever honestly heard anybody be like, you have to drive the Mondial. And there was a discussion we got into this morning about it being surprising. You had to drive Mondial. Yeah. And so we went and drove it, and we all got out of it. You, you hadn't even driven it. You yeah. had that response as well. <laughs> no, I but, yeah, I mean, he was going, why did you buy the Mondial, Dad? And just drive it. And it's like, nah, I'm not driving that thing. It's been and snickered it, at. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you roll up to a Ferrari show, you're going to get laughed yeah. at, and it's the unloved thing. But I feel like it is kind of an accessible it felt robust, and yeah. the, the fragility that I expected was not there, as mm-hmm. a matter of fact. I thought it was going to be, you know, the uh, the greasy switches in the yeah. buttons in Ferraris <laughs> that can get yeah. all greasy. I think that's a few years later. That's you know, later on, maybe. but I just I felt like this was robust. The brakes felt great. Yeah. It wound out wonderfully. I just wanted to drive that thing. Of course, I came back to the Porsche, but I really wanted to drive it. And here I am shopping. Yeah. Well, the thing I found surpri- most surprising about it is you could drive it, and it could just be car. Normal car? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No big deal. Car. Right. And then you'd have an opportunity in a corner, or you'd have the opportunity to really make that engine sing. You'd yeah. wait, this has got a whole other layer. Yeah. I-, I made the joke to Chance. I said, why are we all buying these? Why isn't this the family car? <laughs> it should be the family car. <laughs> right? Yeah, you can put sure. the groceries in the back. Put the kids in the little tiny seats. Yep. Yeah. And put your spouse or your ultra hot girlfriend in the in the passenger seat. <laughs> call and, it a good uh, day. Yeah. Got call it a good day. Car is practical. Yeah. That's the lesson. And I think that this, is, this is really what the key thing on the Everyday Driver podcast yeah. is: the Ferraris are practical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're all surprised. Surprisingly practical. Well, we were just like this gentleman here that wanted the what the Subaru Brat or whatever. Uh, oh, you the, mean for for, for yeah. this conversation? Yeah, with Pete yeah. here. He was shopping yeah. I mean, for his daughter just, later. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He's just making excuses. We were making excuses. <laughs> and um, yeah. So let's talk about Chris's question about. Where's the precious versus protective thing? Is there a line? What, what do we, what do we, how do we navigate that? Um, so I used to be one of these precious, overly protective people until I had kids. And this sure. this uh, son that's sitting next to me used to pull the nipple out of his milk bottle and drop, drop the milk on the carpet. And um, that's when I kind of lost, like, ah, you know what? Cars are neither precious nor, what's the other word I'm looking for? It would be protective. Yeah, or, or protective. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I think having kids kind of changes your whole perspective about that. Yeah. And now, hey, it's just a fender if somebody backs into it. And yes, it's going to hurt, yeah. but it is still... Okay, so you lost the original paint job and all the other stuff. Well, and I've, I've seen him shift as well, where, again, everything's precious. You do want to be protective, uh, we have kind of coached all of the people that have followed Grio's Garage to be able to, you know, repair and uh, protect their car in any situation. But really, if it's too precious to drive and enjoy and do what we did today, mm-hmm. then I think you should sell the car. Mm-hmm. Because you can do all the maintenance. You can look at it. If you only stare at it and that's the only enjoyment you ever get, um, I don't know that you're really understanding the essence of the automobile. So be protective. Understand that most things can be repaired, 
But if it's so precious that it can't be enjoyed, then get rid of it. We mm-hmm. think like yeah, that's just, our conversation yeah. generally as well. Yeah. Well, since we've driven Ferraris today, I've seen so many Ferraris that are garage queens and they're you know they're not driven and you know the Porsche guys have rock chips all over the front of their car. You know, right. beat on. Yeah. And then there's some Ferrari collectors that haven't even you know driven too much now it depends on the model and the you know Mm -hmm. preciousness of the car but what i loved about the accessibility of both the ferraris we had today was they just felt like they needed to be driven Mm. they just felt that way and we did and it was great and they like it i really enjoyed that aspect and it seemed it seemed to pull it into some sort of realistic area for me and that's kind of why i'm shopping a little bit (laughs) but it just seemed to pull it back into you know okay before both these cars go up in value right it could be. I mean, there's the Ferrari maintenance with both of them. There is that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're not Hyundais, of course. This is true. I Ferraris are not Hyundais. There's not an equal sign I'm there. I'm just saying. But, you know. but it's one of the last Ferraris you can actually work on yourself if you really wanted to. Hmm. I mean, just like the ball so. joints are simple. The, it's you still know. a car, as we know. Yeah. Cars, yeah. And I, I had the tack out of that car because it was bouncing around a little bit and I was just feeling with the wires. So it is stuff that you can like take work a racer on. to the leads and like clean things off. Yeah, just yeah, just like just just I mean it's still basic, right? While we're talking about accessible stuff, let's cover this question that we have. Yeah. Cuz I think it relates right here to where we are. So, our uh, pre-submitted question or question that we have decided collectively yes, is it's a great our one. It's a first great one. giveaway winner comes from the Griot's Garage Instagram account, uh, and it is from Mediocre Handle. Which, which is I, a surprisingly uh, mediocre handle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess Funny. It, it's uh, it. described. Yeah. <laughs> it works, yeah. Um, and the question is, and this is, you know, hits the strikes a chord with all of us, for Todd and Paul, and likewise his subsequent question said, Sam and Nick, but Sam has been supplanted by Richard. So, I'm the new Sam. Um, yeah. You're doing a good job as Sam. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah. It's Sam, Sam's stuff to keep up with. Why aren't hatchbacks as popular in the U.S. as they are in Europe? Dealerships usually carry 10 times the stock of sedans as they do hatchbacks. Mm-hmm. I have one and love it, mostly because it's unique, yet not too much a deviation from the norm here, which are sedans. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I kind of understand where, where he's coming from. Uh, why aren't all European cars and styles popular in America? I have an opinion. No. I think it's space to begin with. I mean, we have Montana, Wyoming, Texas. I mean, we've got some ground to cover. Mm-hmm. And so I think as, you know, people living in the U.S. are used to big, wide open spaces. And then, you know, the cars are designed around that. We've discussed this before. Every country yeah, on the planet, yeah, yeah. you can kind of tell what, you know, what kind of size roads and space in the cities you've right. got. Right. And I think where that has grown out of, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we, we joke about, you know, mothers with kids in suburbans in the u.s with plastic everything and then yeah. you know european mothers doing the same thing they've got a couple of kids and they're in a little hatchback or wagon yeah like, yeah yeah what's the difference like yeah there's the, no the, difference. the kids aren't the kids aren't larger over here <laughs> how right. are we We're accomplishing this taking yeah. care of the children going doing our errands yeah are still fine but I think it really comes from initially the popularity because of that's that's the size of the road it's parking it's space but I think people are discovering smaller and smaller cars, especially with the advent of turbocharged engines. We're seeing that in SUVs now, you know, little yeah. tiny turbo engines right. and Hyundais and that, that kind of thing. I mean, cars are growing, but I, I think, you know, as engines get smaller, I think people will discover that yeah. more and more. I'd like to think that, but 
There's been a weird progression in car purchasing. And, and what, what's interesting is to watch how, if you think about, go back to the vacation movie. I know I went to movies, but follow me. Go back to the vacation movie with the weird family hauler in there that was a big, uh, big terrible wagon. Awesome. Which was showing you on purpose. <laughs> I forget what they called it. I had a great name, but I forget what they called it. But it was showing you, essentially, at that point, wagons were the pariah. Like, full-size yes, wagons the were the pariah. Yeah, right. Yeah, the, the family, family truck. There you go. Yeah. So it, it was the, those were the pariah. And everybody ran yeah. to either Suburbans or then shortly thereafter minivans. Right. But jump 15 years, and now minivans are the pariah, and yeah. we're all going to SUVs. But the thing I think is interesting is, back on your question, on your point, the the wagons, little tiny hatchbacks aren't as accepted because we don't have to go small because Ooh, our yeah. roads are big. Yeah. But then the secondary thing that I think that we've talked about before that is so funny is the fact that okay, minivans are terrible now, so we don't want a minivan, but we want the minivan size. So what if we had it in an SUV? So now we're all buying yeah. SUVs, but as the SUVs get bigger, we're slotting models underneath it, and you get things like the Mercedes GLA, yeah. which BMW is an SUV. X2. Yes, that's a that hot hatch. Their SUV, that's a hot hatch. It's a yeah. hatchback. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're just selling a hatchback with a three-inch lift kit and calling right. it an SUV. <laughs> so hatchbacks, back to the question here, hatchbacks aren't loved. I love the question. Hatchbacks aren't loved in this country because it reminds people. My wife is one of them. She's like, I don't want a wagon. It's like, but it's not. Oh, wagons are cool. I can't. Though. I can't. Wagons get, are cool. But, Europeans but, but, love but wagons. True, so but there is in this wagons. country. There is. They became this thing where nobody wants a wagon because everybody, yeah. when we were growing up, we had this supposedly bad experience in a wagon, and now we don't want wagons. Whoever had a bad experience in a wagon? All the kids it, it, sat in back without air conditioning. <laughs> that, that, see, there you go. See, Facing that's the, backwards in the two backwards seats yeah. out the back window. Yeah. Good. After a while, that gets you just get car sick. So anyway, yeah. so you had a bad experience in a wagon. Now we don't want wagons. We also don't want minivans. We all want SUVs, but those have circled back to be hatchbacks on stilts. That's yeah. the only way that and wagons and hatchbacks bad. are sold. And, yeah. and, and if you dropped them all back down three inches, they yeah. don't handle better. Yeah, they would. Yeah, they it's would. like the Chrysler Pacifica is what always comes to mind with the station wagon minivan SUV yes. Yes. concept where yeah. you have ride yeah. height, you're pretty much just taking the concept up and down. And for me, I, I've been a hatchback owner. Like I owned my, my first car that I drove that didn't blow up was a golf two-point Wait, slow. how many were on the list prior? <laughs> one. One blew oh, okay. up. Okay, I just wondered. I just it, wondered. Was, it was a car that my brothers and I all shared. It was a, a 2.0 Mark, uh, Mark IV Golf, uh, eight valve. It was terribly slow. It was perfect for three boys learning how to drive. Love it. So, love it. Um, and then I had a R32 that I kept for six years. And then I bought a Golf R recently that I had to get rid of because it was too electronic and very unfun to drive. Um, probably going to make people angry with that. But we, we've, we've, we've had <laughs> conversations. Before. I think, it, I think yeah. it's all about what Paul said with regards to the size of the spaces you can drive the car. And then likewise, the amount of time you need to spend in your car going places. Mm, mm. So if you've got a family of five in Europe and you're going from you know Munich to Austria, it's a 45-minute drive, right? right? That's your road trip. Right. You can go see yeah. a different country and culture. Yeah. If you want to go see Yellowstone, you're in there for three days. <laughs> that's a fair point. You know, coming from point. Seattle. That is yeah. a big factor. So that's, yeah. that's a great factor. Yeah, you know, makes a lot of sense. But yeah. uh, I love hatchbacks. I love station wagons. I love hatchbacks. Yeah, I think very, you know we might just like a little too many cars. It's but. it's been weird being. I've been in uh, Rome and I've seen a Boss Mustang 1970. No, it was a Mach One with Cali plates. What? Um, what on earth? Hmm. And I've been in Munich, and I saw a Suburban that was rather out of its element, but I thought, oh, okay, you, you're a catering company or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> and then I've seen Dodge, you know, we've seen Dodge Ram trucks yeah. in, yeah, yeah, in you know, various places yeah. in Germany. It's random, but yeah. It, it seems so out of their element there, yeah. commonplace here, but 
the size of the country, the space. But you know, once you get outside the city so did limits, we answer the you're question? Fine. You're fine. Yeah, we we, we right. dealt on okay. this a little bit. Thanks for that I question. Think, yeah, good. in summary, the greatest hatchback ever made. Oh wow! Oh, is this nineteen seventy six seventy seven Rabbit okay. over the Gulf? All right, it's a good throwdown. I like that. That's a good throwdown. Clean. That's really good. Let's talk about this uh, future collector question. Can we deal in that? I think we should jump onto this. Uh, this again is from Peter S. He is uh, writing to us. Initially, he was asking for suggestions for himself, and he said he couldn't find a Subaru Brat, so he settled for a 91 Mercedes 300 CE. This was a question he'd sent in to us a while back. Yes, yeah. yes. We had, I think we were doing it emailing with him. And so yep. he said, uh, now I need help with this buying question here. He said his wife is having a baby at the end of the year, and he's been thinking about birthday presents for his soon-to-be daughter. So it occurs to him by the time she's driving 16 years from now, well, 16 and a half when she's yeah. born. She's not born yet. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a shopping. bit. It's going to be a bit. We're yeah, shopping keep going. for people that haven't been born yet. Yeah. <laughs> Today on Everyday Driver, we're right. shopping so, for people that have not yet been born. <laughs> with, with the advent of Uber and Waymo and whatever the, the yes. future cars yes. are, wouldn't it be cool if she, as he terms it, it had an old dinosaur bone collector car already in her name? So the question is, for a budget of twenty-five to fifty thousand dollars, what is the kind of sort of investment car now, <laughs> with deep storage, maybe driven once a month? Yeah, sure, right, uh, Peter. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're saying Mondial now, aren't you? Uh, Mondial's okay, going up. Okay, got there. it. Keep it's going. It's got to be, and right. then given to her when she graduates from medical school. Clearly, <laughs> I think you have goals for your daughter. He says 911s make sense, yes, but, you know, they'll never stop making them. How about a Viper? How about other ideas? Mondials are now on the list. <laughs> Who would have thought? This is what's happened today to you with the Mondial. Yeah, I'm just boggled it. by it. I Suddenly, really am. I'm, I'm back to Ferrari. Well, he also I'm says, how about a Viper? I don't think you really want to hand a Viper to a 16-year-old. Just yeah, I don't think the, you want to hand a Viper to most people, yeah. but I agree with so you. It, exactly. It sounds like he's buying a car for himself here. <laughs> Underneath. For the next 16 years. Agreed, and then, agreed, yes. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I agree with that. But here's, I want to dig into this a little bit on what cars we think, but I have a side note here real quick, and this is, this is Peter writing into us. Peter, I, I want you to ponder something here. I, I like that this is, as you already said, Richard, this is a nice excuse to buy another fun car. You're actually guessing that your child, girl, boy, doesn't matter, that your child is going to like cars when it comes around. Well, he's already okay. sending her to medical school, and she's not born yet. This so is true. This is true. But, but, but the world will need doctors. No matter what technology is happening between now and then, the world might not like cars, is my point. Right. Okay? Right. We'll like cars, but in general. All right. Good. So we actually know somebody, that uh, a guy that had one of the cars. It was the second car in, our, uh, in this, American Original, the second okay. car right. in that film. All right. mm. That guy that owned that car is restoring four cars, all yeah, Corvettes, right. one for each of his kids. That's now, so awesome. on one level, amazing, I agree with you, yeah. awesome. Yeah. The cars are gorgeous. He had by far the most beautiful car in the film. But then I had this question. What do you have a kid that doesn't like cars? <laughs> are they mad at dad? Now, this is my genuine question. So I, my question for you here, Peter, my thought is, you're jumping the gun a bit in the hopes that she's going to like cars. So I, 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 so I you're feel saying like, wait till she's three, five, and you start to take her to some car-related events to gauge interest before you invest. But he's wanting to invest now. He's wanting to make it. Up. He's wanting to make an excuse to invest in a car. Yes, this is this yes. is the flip side. Which there's some genius there. But I'm just saying, don't. I, I, I want to give you permission to, if you want to invest in a car for this purpose, great. Okay. But okay. I don't think you should tie your brain into because my daughter's going to love it. She might. 
use that as gravy. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. what I'm worried about is tying that emotional reality into that car. And then if your daughter, son, doesn't matter, if they don't want a car, what what weird reality does that create just from a parental perspective? You know, you could just drop them off at a parking lot by that time. The, the kid, not the car. By yeah, the way, right. right. Yeah, got it. Okay, excellent. All right. I mean, if a kid doesn't like cars, <laughs> teach him how to walk a few are, miles. We are kind of a captive audience in that discussion. That's a fair point. Yes. You know, they're just going to be ordering up Ubers, automated Ubers. No, they're not. No, they're not. No. Well, I think part of what uh, I think of in this particular scenario is yes, this is an excuse. Yes. B, you have a very valid point, but it looks like what he's saying is that I'd love a car to hand over to my daughter, um, but part of that love, it, it can't be forced. It essentially Agreed. has to Agreed. be practiced over time, and we had this hot rod show in our backyard this past weekend, and you see a truck. It may be a piece of crap truck, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a thousand of them there. Um but you've got three generations in that truck. So that uh, third generation mm-hmm. clearly can't drive. Sure. This, mm-hmm. The first generation has purchased that truck and has curated it, and it essentially has become a part of the family. And so when that third generation may have the opportunity to drive that car, if you've done things together like that, then I think it's not really do I like cars as much as it is like, this is a picture of my grandfather. It's a history right? thing. Or it's my your heritage. Yeah, yeah. The, the, I see that. I it see that. Totally. And that's, if you can connect to that, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's, I mean, we buy cars uh, because, you know, they belong to Nick's grandfather mm-hmm. or his other grandfather or his grandmother, um, you know. Or the Ferrari Mondial that he couldn't stand until today, right? Hey, so now exactly. he's like, "Oh, my but, dad's a god." But, but see, well, or, I don't know about that. But, but the, the, the other thing for Peter, though, is that yeah. it might it might take time. I like the I like the doing things together thing. You yeah. never know. Yeah. yeah, make the car a part of the experience, and Definitely. then you minimize the potential for a lack of love of it. But in terms of what I believe is a twenty five to fifty thousand dollar budget. Man, that Mondial is hard to beat. <laughs> Tell him, yeah. Tell him, yeah. I love this. Became yeah. this needs to be called the Mondial podcast because oh, it's just right. all about that now. And Richard's just shaking his head. You've been wondering where this has been for years. Yeah. No. Well, um, and I've been chasing one for twenty years, and I finally bought one eight months ago. So this is, huh. I mean, this is fairly new for me too. And interesting. This, as, interesting. as soon as I drove it, I thought, oh wow. The hood just drops away. You can see every little yeah. pebble on the Who road. Knew? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, a 240Z as well? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of biased because I've been looking at late 80s, early 90s SUVs like everybody else seems to be doing right now, and they're right in that sweet spot. I don't know that they That's have a, a safe car. They too. have an upper-end investment. I don't know that I'd call them safe, but... At the same time, those are cool cars. I mean, yeah. they're never not going to be yeah. cool. And you can, yeah. that's a yeah. family road trip and a, throw the dog in back and yeah. definitely not precious. Mm-hmm. But maybe at some point they're going to be a dinosaur and everybody's going to look at that FJ62 Land Cruiser and say, that's the coolest car I ever made. Well, but I think, yeah. I think Could be. we've Could talked be. before on the podcast and some of our films that's come up as well. There's like a 40-year moving swath. So the cars yes, from 40 yes. years ago are now the ones that are spiking at auctions. And we're yes. just now, that 40-year swath is just now starting to reach the early 90s. I think all those great cars from the 90s are only on their way up. 
So we're talking 300ZXs and Supras. I mean, the Supras are already going up. The RX-7, that FD, the, uh, the original NSX. Yeah. All these nine. I'm only Japanese yeah. so far, but all these early '90s cars that were icons then, I think those are probably all headed up. The well, good ones. There's also the we we all want that 40 year mark to actually be 30 or 25 years, and I just don't think it's there. Imagine the 1990 C4 Corvette ZR1. Mm-hmm. They're seventeen thousand. They're nineteen thousand. They're yeah. They're yeah. really yeah. inexpensive, and they're surprisingly great hot rods. But they're still not old enough, and they're they're because they're cheap. Yeah. And then you know, as soon as we get a little bit further yeah. away, then they'll start to go up yeah. even more. And I, I wish it were. I wish the cutoff were at like twenty years. But a ten-year-old car now, modern cars, they're fine. There's yeah. no reason to not drive a ten-year-old. They're fine. Yeah. You plug your phone in. That's your, <laughs> you know, your nav, and you know they won't even have phones. I mean, they're going to have chips planted in their neck in 16 years, and then they're, they're, there's not. <laughs> the I mean, the phone holder. holder. What the hell is yeah. that? Yeah, you're right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. There won't be Apple CarPlay. We're not going to worry about that. Yeah. Something else by that point. We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show, local or nationwide. Our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can jump to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with Auto Tempest. Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at Auto Tempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want. So if we give you drive homework or you're chasing your dream car or you're just looking to feed the disease, autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago. Summer's here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. I know that leather seat seemed like a great idea at the time until you scalded your legs. All you need is a custom sunscreen from Covercraft. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car, and they keep your car a lot cooler while you're off enjoying the sunshine or whatever you're doing. I have used these for years, and I'm telling you, I swear by them. These custom sunscreens from Covercraft are available in a whole range of colors, and they're a simple, affordable way for you to keep your car cooler all summer long and protected from damaging UV rays all year long. We swear by our custom sunscreens from Covercraft. It's one of our favorite car accessories. And remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code EVERYDAY right now at Covercraft.com, or you can follow the link from our sponsors page. All right, so we've got to turn to some questions on here. A lot of you. There's are a lot of questions. Keep questions. posting questions. We also have a few questions that you've asked on our social media as well. Question from John G on Facebook: His fiance and he are going to honeymoon in Seattle this October. Mm. Any suggestions for things to see while we're there? They're going to be going to the shop. We know Matt Bell at the shop, and you guys yeah. know him yeah. as well. Yeah. And uh, quite a collection from collectors all over. I mean, there's a, a lot of enthusiasts. I'm continually surprised about this, the whole Seattle area. He said, is the Griot's collection open to the public? And No pressure. <laughs> they're planning to Turo a base Alpha Julia. 
Cool. The collection uh, is not always open, but we do make exceptions. Okay. All right. <laughs> so for, for, always... for a honeymoon, I would say yes. Come on in. Okay. You're always, there, you're there always having car uh, groups here, though. Yeah. I mean, you guys yeah. have cars and coffee here practically all we the do. time, don't you? We do. Uh, once a month. And yeah. then uh, there's always something, the car club going on here every weekend. Which is great. Uh, just, you know, I, I work right behind me here in the office, and Nick works... Over there somewhere, I don't know what he does, but uh, <laughs> you keep him around. Yeah, we keep yeah. him around. But that's good. Uh, you know, when I mean, when one of us is here and they ask for us at the front desk, we don't hide under our desk. We go out to the <laughs> store and shake hands, and uh, you know, I mean, we love car people. We're in the car people. Well, we just pulled cars so. that he went for a drive because it was Monday. Yeah. It was which Monday, is great, which we loved. And we were awesome. trying to figure out what everybody else was doing on Monday. I yeah, mean, you're right. Yeah, lunch spot was busy. We were like, <laughs> like "Why? Well, why no we're, one works. We're working. Right. We know why we're here. Right. What are you all doing? Right. We've got cars. Yeah. Well, just to clear that up, it sounds like a tour is in order, especially on a honeymoon. So if you want yes. to swing through Tacoma, uh, we'll just bank on you making contact with everyday driver or somehow. Yeah, come yep. that's fine. Uh, yep. And we will uh, we'll give you a tour because the space we're recording in right now is not generally open to the public. Uh, there's a lot right. of just active projects and people at work here, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we tend to keep it private for that reason. But that being said, the car shows are always happening. We do have rotating cars in the auto display, so it's worth the trip, especially if you've used our product or are a fan of ours. Uh, Come on by. Again, we're in the building every day. Um, if you're very polite, <laughs> generally take me back here. Uh, John, there's your answer. The, the yeah. answer is yes, and especially yeah. for your honeymoon. So yeah. thanks especially for, for the honeymoon. Guys. I yeah, think it's great, great that they're touring a uh, base Alpha Julia, too. I yeah, that yeah. Great. that's There's really been a cool. lot of discussion of late about the Julia. It keeps coming back because I keep saying that it really is great to drive, and people keep saying, have you seen the car drive? Yes, mm-hmm. I've seen the car <laughs> driver 40,000-mile debacle because it was. Yeah. But we keep yeah. talking about the fact, granted, we haven't had a long term, but we keep talking about the fact that our press cars have always been good, and we've turroed yeah. multiple Julias in the base setting, and they are Turo cars, and they've been great for us. And we've asked people after the fact, how is this a Turo car? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's been great. Yeah, so yeah, there's no question that the car has some reliability issues. It's not a Honda Accord. But at the same it's, time, it's not a, the minute you get into Julia, it's going to break. It's clearly. not across the board. So I'm excited that they're going to Turo that car. That's really cool. That's fantastic. All right. Uh, we've got some questions up here, too. Uh, let's see here. Edmund, you've got some great questions on here, I noticed. And just to be clear, we are taking a question from the YouTube live, so keep submitting questions. Yep, yep. one we of those gonna, is going to win something. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna we got a big giveaway for the best question submitted. So if you've been yeah. saving your question, stop doing that. Fire away right now. <laughs> uh, we are going to answer it. So, stop stopping. Uh, uh, James is asking about the new Corvette. We could go for a while. I will say this: we have two podcasts. It's four eight. And 419. Those two episodes both yes. go in depth into our thoughts on the C8 Corvette to this point. That is not to exclude you guys if you have something to say about it, but I'm just mentioning we have talked about it a lot already. I have one thing to say. Please. As a previous Corvette owner, uh, the worst thing I heard said, or people thought it was that they were saying something bad about it, was that it looks like an American Ferrari. For sixty grand, which doesn't sound like a downside. Nearly five hundred horsepower, and I just was. What, when did we decide Ferraris look bad? <laughs> and why are we sad that Chevrolet is making one for sixty thousand dollars? I want one. Yeah, I hear I want one. I, hear, I think I that's the crazy thing. A lot of people yeah, want one. I want one. That right there shows an amazing level of interest. I would like three pedals. 
But other than that, well, but yeah, uh, this is our world. If it's if it's if it's got to be that transmission, I still want one. Yeah. Speaking of three pedals, Drew had a question for us on Instagram. He said that uh, his wife has gotten to the place where she's proficient enough with a manual transmission that she can do it first, second, third. She's okay. She just doesn't care to get any better at it. She's just kind of okay. I can kind of do it, and I'm done yeah. now. And his question is, how do I get her to want to do it more? First off, you're not going to be able to force her. So uh, be careful there. Let's not start a fight over this. And I want to get I, yes, I want to hear your thoughts on that. My big question is because we just had an experience at Lemons where okay. a guy Greg at Lemons that was in the race with us. Yeah, yeah, he's been a car guy his whole life, and he just bought an NA Miata, and his wife has fallen so in love with the car that he doesn't get to drive it anymore. What I'm wondering is if you have a car, Drew, that she really likes, and it's only a manual, that I think is a motivator. But I'm curious from you, Richard, what was your thought? Well. Just send her to the skid control school, and she'll be she'll be doing donuts, and she'll never want to get out of the car. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Okay. No, well, I mean I, that, that's uh, yeah. Learn to drift. Why not? You learn learn to drift, and she'll I, she'll love to drive anything manual. Yeah, I discuss it <laughs> I with guess. my wife a lot. She insists that she is very proficient in driving manual, and the the last time I saw her drive manual was a non power steering eighty nine Porsche nine eleven. Cool. And she's pretty little girl so non-power steering it challenged her and there's a lot sure. going on sure long yeah. story short i think a defensive driving course or some type of driving school mm-hmm. is the perfect mm-hmm. setting because the parking lot is safe but when you get out into the you know rigmarole of other bad drivers around you and adding the stress of manual that's not a winning formula you definitely need to keep controlling the environment mm-hmm. but if you go and make a trip and Make half the trip about what she wants to do and then half about what you want to do, which means driving school and and three pedals and finding somewhere to do that, then that's going to break down the wall. That's an investment, but... Wine uh, tasting and driving school, all in one. <laughs> but not on no. the same day. Not <laughs> not maybe. Before. <laughs> <laughs> we we separate those. Yeah. I'm sure there's cheaper, like an autocross or something. Yeah, sure, sure. Don't yeah. get involved in a, in a driving program, uh, ideally if it's somebody else's car. Right? <laughs> no, well, that, that is the benefit of driving schools. No, no, that's the benefit of driving schools is because you yeah. can beat on that car. And we've talked before about the fact of never teach your spouse to drive manual. Have somebody else do that. But we've already gotten over <laughs> yes. at least the beginning of this with Drew. I mean, his wife already can drive a little bit. But I think it's a combination. I, I love this driver training stuff. But I do think if you wind up with a car, Drew, that she needs or wants, it's going to be wants, wants to drive, that has only three pedals, she's going to drive that car. And the Miata is perfect for that. Yeah, well, agreed. agreed. You're, you're touching on my thought here, and that is the car that you find for her, Drew, and that is she, she wants something more out of that. Maybe you start out with an automatic Toyota 86. And she's liking the dynamics of the car so much that you say, now let's add a manual to that and it'll pull yeah. even more driver involvement out of you. So let's let's make, take it step by step. An automatic, a PDK, a, a DSG, some kind of car. So you're just shopping transmissions. Are you giving, you're giving well, transmission shopping homework? That That's a could first. Be that is transmission shopping homework because you want to start out, out with the dynamics of the car, <laughs> then move her up to add. Poor Drew's buying a new because, car every six months. Well, yeah. Well, there's more turboing going on that, because if you, I if guess. you just drop her right into you do everything. It's like sending somebody out onto the racetrack for the very first time, not knowing cornering line. And by the way, here's a manual car from the '80s. Go fast, too. By, by oh, the way, talk to camera while you're at it. By and, the way, this is the reason my brilliant. wife will not get on a track again, because her first track experience was in my Lotus, and now she's like, you I'm know what, saying, you go to the track, I'm fine. Those things and find the driving experience you like, and then add an automatic. Just keep 
or at the manual after yeah. or something like that. You and got Drew. I'm sorry. I'm direction. sorry, Drew. You've been given transmission homework. Transmission but, homework. I mean, manuals now are really simple to drive because they have hill assist. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So, and they also have that restart. If you do stall it, you just push the clutch in and it starts right up again. Mm-hmm. Good and point. so, good there's a lot of training wheels getting better. To yeah, right they are. So, yeah, it's, that's good. It's, that's good. Uh, unfortunately, they're killing the manual right at the wrong time when they figured out all the things they've solved about. There's a question here from uh, Fab Automotive Detailing. He thinks he owns just about every product you sell. Thanks for the great products, Richard. Thank but you. also asks you, if you could buy back one car you sold in the past, what would it be? Oh, that's good. I, I just did that. Oh, you did? Yes. I, I had a, um, a Porsche 911 S that I had for 18 years. Okay. Uh, I sold that to buy a new one, which I've kept for a while. Uh, still have that one. But always thought I made a mistake and sold the old 72S for this new 96 hmm. Porsche. Junky old. And it, it, I, was, I was just so disappointed because it didn't take any talent to drive the 96 like it did the 72. Interesting. Okay. And um, I, someone had said, gosh, you got to buy your car back. I, I didn't want it. I didn't want it. I finally just said, okay, yes, but I'm only paying this. And. They came back and said, for you, we're going to take that deal. Cool. So now I have the car back, and I had a, a chocolate lab that raised my four kids. Okay. It got loose inside. Was that true? You got raised by a chocolate lab? Pretty much. Interesting. Okay. All right. I just <laughs> yeah. thought I asked. Yeah. I thought I asked. Okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> Excellent. You need a shirt and, that um, says raised by a chocolate lab. I don't, I don't even know if you need anybody else needs it. It's great, though. The, co- the dog jumped through the window of, of that car, the 72, and bit the key and had all these bite marks in, in the key fob. Okay. And I never, I never you know, got rid of that key. I always started the car with that yeah, key. Yeah. And when I got the car back and saw those bite marks oh, wow. in the key, oh, I wow. just yeah. lost it because I love that dog. I'm sure. That's and cool. it just I just completely went, I don't care what I paid for this car. That's amazing. I, I love that. I would have paid five times as much had I known the key was still in there. So, so, so wait, wait, wait. Cool. i gotta, I got to circle things back here. Pete, okay. when you buy the car for your daughter... Do you have a beloved dog that can chew on the key? We're, we're, we're blending worlds here. Without question. We'll yeah. <laughs> we're blending worlds. I love we'll it. I love it. There was a question here actually from Andrew talking about, uh, or was it Andrew that started it? Somebody's talking about, I'm sorry, they're going up quick, talking about the Veloster N versus the GTI. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, we just did that Comparo for the first episode of season five. It's already played on cable. It's going to rerun on Motor Trend, and then it will be on Amazon Prime. Yeah. It was yeah. the Rabbit Edition GTI, the Civic SI, and the Veloster N. That is a TV episode. You were curious about the Comparos of those. That, If you haven't seen it already, it's coming soon. Yeah. I love the comment here from James Lang. You know, his wife came pre-trained. She prefers manuals. <laughs> came, came pre-trained. pre-trained. <laughs> came pre-trained because he always with the toilet seat down. Love it. All right. Well, there you yeah. go. There's there's a marriage right. that's working right there. There's, yeah. There's They're going to be married forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no problems there. I love it. Yeah. Well, again, we're getting some great questions in YouTube. Uh, so keep submitting them. We're going to pick a winner here somewhere. Uh, somebody's got a question about, oh, man, there are so many. Yeah, they're coming fast. This is good. What country is most represented in this garage? Or your garage, your collection uh, in general? You know, it's it's amazing. I think... Uh, we've got American cars, Italian cars, Japanese cars, British cars. 
I'd say the most up to underrepresented is Japan. Yeah. I'd say it's a pretty close tie-up between Germany and America with a healthy helping of Italian. Yeah, so that's like everything. Although I have noticed a few cars, more than a few, have come from Japan. They've been owned there. Yes. Yeah. Driven, serviced, everything there, and you've brought them over. I'm kind of getting... Bit by the Japanese bug. Are you? Uh, yeah, the R32s that are coming. Yeah, through. yeah, sure. yeah. yeah. What's, R34s. What's um, well, right, you can't on? see this, but we're, we've got a 240Z over here in the lift that we're just making perfect. And um, I just, you know, they really are special. And and we didn't get all the really, really, really cool things that Japan was getting. True, true, true. And I think that's now we're just kind of. You know, this monster is awakening, and yeah. the 25-year rule is uh, in place. Well, my generation obviously grew up with films uh, that were very JDM-focused, right, in Fast and Furious series, which is, again, you can debate the merit of those films, but they did a lot for their car They're culture. cultural icons in the community, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to, to Paul's point, uh, well, so it's amazing that we're kind of breaking down some barriers and buying more Japanese cars that appeal to us and... We can fit in and, again, have great inputs. Three pedals mm-hmm. uh, are a lot of fun, and they're, they're becoming more popular. In fact, I've, I've seen a lot of these, uh, like, Toyota sedans coming that are right-hand drive, and you just see some kid on the wrong side of the, the, the car. <laughs> just to complicate it, things it, further, honestly, he's also on the other side it, of the car. It, it's yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> but uh, the other point is that a lot of German cars went to Japan. Yeah. And when you're looking at yeah. vintage German cars, if you're – picking them out of Europe after the 25-year rule, or you're picking them out of Japan, well, the ones that come out of Japan weren't really ever driven on rolls that were salted, so right. you have mm-hmm. less rolls. Or abused, or just pistol-whipped. You know? Plus, it's really cool <laughs> yeah. to open a hood of a Mercedes and see instructions and Japanese characters. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's a that total cool. trip. Yeah. Uh, and and you, you have a story in how this car traveled the world and eventually landed in the And United the Mondial States. came out of Japan. Yeah. Oh, it did? Yeah. Yeah. Even better. That's great. Even better. Even better. You know, seriously, I it's so the Mondial podcast. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, you, you have no idea, <laughs> and you're, you're, you're all about it anyway. Fantastic. All right, what other questions uh, do you guys see? Apollo has a question here about with electrification and everything that's happening in cars, is pure driving experience becoming a dying breed? Apollo, unfortunately. Yeah, but we've, we've made the comment before that we're hoping that manufacturers are going to split split the atom, so to speak, and there's going to be the transportation devices yeah. and the cars for those of us that want to drive. But the bigger question that we always touch on here that is this big monster thing, we're going to have to have different road infrastructure and mass legislation changes, and let's be honest, nothing happens quickly once it involves politics. So, yeah. Well, you guys have gotten into uh, restoration a little bit. Edmund yeah. Owen says on here, guilty pleasure car you would like to restore. I think that goes mm. for any of us. But I know you've been uh, getting into all levels of restoration, matter of fact, from paint completely off down to just bare metal, and then just right. this car needed a little bit of freshening, and that's yeah. it. So you've, you've kind of tasted every level. Is there something you're looking at now from an investment standpoint, or just, I'd like to kind of dig into that car just to be able to drive and enjoy it like it was? Well... Do you go back to the Duesenbergs and the Packards? Do you get into I don't. that kind of stuff? I don't. And I... I I obviously appreciate the craftsmanship. I mean, you can't build a Duesenberg for what it would cost to, you know, restore it. I mean, if they were a million dollars and you had to replicate everything in a Duesenberg, you couldn't do it for a million dollars. 
what would I restore? What am I restoring? I mean, the, the Cherokee chief right now. Really? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm just my son. Full size jeeps. My, yeah, full size. Full size jeeps <laughs> are kind of. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think the, you know, I'm. I'm a really thin A pillar guy, okay. a really thin B pillar. I cannot stand modern cars now, where you turn over and you've got this seat belt poking you in the eye. No, because they've got three airbags. The they've B got pillar. three. Yeah. So I just. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm want something with a lot of glass mm-hmm. and okay. so I can enjoy I, I mean driving is about looking out the window too it's not about texting while you're driving it's Hopefully. it's it's That's it's news about to some people yeah, I know. yeah that is I know. Yeah, exactly but I I enjoy the art of driving and 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 what you see on the you know outside the windshield yeah. and well it seems and like glass. you go back and forth between sort of SUVs and sort of the the tough you know Rumbly drive experience yeah. versus going all the way to sports cars and, you know, something really... I think if you're going to drive something, drive something that, that where the experience is there um, and it makes you happy. And it's like, you know, we talked about this earlier. If it doesn't make you happy and if you don't enjoy it, get rid of it and mm-hmm. get something that does. Yeah, mm-hmm. agreed. I, you were talking about visibility. It dawned on me. All the cars we had today, granted, two of them were topless, but all the cars we had today had amazing visibility. They did. Even that 550, which I think, honestly, from the outside, doesn't look like a car that's going to have great visibility. It was all glass. It was it's all going, glass. I, I can see everything. Yeah. yeah. Mondial was that way as well. Of course, plus yeah. it has the thing that I have in my Lotus, which is just glass, and then whoosh, it's just a that's rake to nothing. the street, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the more glass, the better. I can see that, and I I, see I, that. I love the early you know Hondas where they had the low belt line. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like you know your the glass is like right down here, and you're just you can see everything. Yeah, I can see. And yeah. I think that's why people look you know, I mean they're hitting stuff now. They can't really see out <laughs> of a car anymore, <laughs> or we're looking down at <laughs> our phones. I, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but uh, uh, Elon Musk is trying to get Netflix to play in your Tesla because driving really isn't that important. Are you serious? Oh, I'm is not it? kidding. I've seen oh, that headline fantastic. a few places. So oh, I can't wait till I can I can yeah, binge like watch while I drive. Two days between every autopilot into the back of a semi truck story. Uh, well, you know, yeah. Or we could do that one. How about that one? You you mentioned that one. Yeah, earlier. you want to yeah, cover that one. I, I think that's that's that my favorite winner? one. Okay, that let's I've do seen. that. Let's do that. Um, so I, I think. I'm going to pick a winner. All right? Go for it. Uh, pick so a winner. Shane Mulhern, uh, on this slide, uh, asked a question that I think is going to merit a lot of discussion, and it really is going to test how much we've been reading car magazines and are up on the blogs. <laughs> Uh-oh. Right? Oh, no. So, All bad. Shane asks, first, it was awesome to visit the store in person last year. Your staff is awesome. Thank you. We really care about our staff. Uh, we hope that they make your experience pleasant. And again, anybody who's watching this who hasn't come before, including the honeymooners, you're going to love coming here. <laughs> promise. <laughs> now his question is... Garage. For honeymoons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And now we're hiring. that the C8 is a reality, which okay. dream car do you want to see, be, see become real next? So mm. Shane, you mm. are a winner, and I okay. presume we're going to have a nice uh, discussion. Oh. Shane... You Ooh, you've been are going to win I love it. a starter orbital kit, and you just made my dad gasp in uh, yes, there's excitement. A, there's, yes, there's so, an answer coming there. Yes. You have clearly won. So. Clearly won, and I want the two-door Bronco. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The two-door Bronco. 
Okay. I mean, if Ford doesn't make that Bronco, I'm I'm going to make my own Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> and you and I believe you'll do it. Yeah. I, I believe so. Ford, if Ford doesn't. Make I believe two. you will. Send one to them. Yeah. This is how you should do it. This should no. have been done. And I don't Thank want you. a four door Bronco. I want yeah. a two door Bronco. And I don't want the B pillar and and seat belt right there. I want it like back there. Put so it behind you. And I just want it the windshield upright. And okay. a lot of glass, a low belt line. I know they're trying to, you know, have a kind of sleek. No, I want a two-door Bronco. Okay. And I'll buy five of them, Ford, if you can make that. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, Ford. Ford. Back to where we were before. He's going to buy one and one for each of his kids. We're just we're, we're we one for all of us sitting at this table right here. Love it, love it, love it. What about you? What do you have anything that they haven't put into production that you'd like to see, or it's there's actually you, you guys might. I, I might get some gooning on this, but there have been some Mazda and Hyundai concepts that have come out that I wish they would do. There's been a, a really large sedan concept from the LA Auto Show from Mazda last year that I think would make people fall in love with sedans again mm. instead of just the SUV everywhere. I saw in the Wall Street Journal not too long ago about the, the abundance of SUVs and dealers going, all right, what, what other products mm-hmm. do we have to sell? And it's right. not everybody, but... Seems that way. Well, and also, and, and Hyundai. There's been some great concepts coming out of Hyundai, as you know. My love for Hyundai because of the design team and Luke Donkervolka is now yeah. in charge of Genesis and what they're doing, and they're bringing out some cool designs that I think now other car companies are leaning over the wall, looking at Hyundai, going, "What? What are you guys doing now?" Mm-hmm. It's pretty inspired. There's some cool stuff going on. I'd, I'd love to see that. But I actually have read about the Kia Telluride pickup truck coming. Do we need? Does the world need more pickup trucks? I don't know. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's, uh, I just I, I got a pickup truck the other day. I'm just absolutely in, in love with it. Really? I think I which I, truck? Uh, I got the Dodge. Okay, two wheel drive. All right, fifteen hundred. Okay, nice. uh, twenty nineteen. The new yeah, the, yeah. the okay. new okay. Dodge with the black uh, package. What do they call that? The I don't know midnight pack or whatever. The dark, it is, yeah. the dark night package. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, nice. And you're um, pleased. Yeah, it's got so many cubbies. I mean, I've, I've yes. it's got. I yes. can't even fill the cubbies yes. with all this I've, stuff. I've had that thought before. If you yeah. can fill every cubby in one of those, you're taking just too much stuff. It's, yeah, it's, yes. bought the car based upon cubby count. That happens. Uh, hey, yeah. whole, whole things are being sold based on cup holders. That's not yeah, yeah. yeah. And it has like 49 outlet ports for uh, all these uh, USB cables, and you you can run yeah. a construction site off the modern pickup. You I, really can. You can yeah. just plug everything they're, they're in. Proud of that. Too, yeah, if sure. you got the. Uh, I want I want a new Z car. That's the one I want. I want a new Z car. I, and and I also yeah. want them to do what they did. I know I owned a 300ZX. I'm biased. But I want them to do what they did with the second-gen 300ZX, the Z32 of the 90s, where it broke from tradition. That car looks like a mid-engine and isn't. Well, I mean, there's a gorgeous Z sitting over there. Yeah, I know yeah. traditionally they are always you know, inspired by the E-type. They've got the long nose and all that. But that 300ZX of the 90s is the icon that makes yes. it on every list as far as most gorgeous and that kind of thing. It so is. do something in, it, that is reminiscent of that styling. Right. Modernize that. The Z is way too old. The, the 370Z is way too old, and that's a refinement of the 350. Let's do a new Z car. Let's aim it right down the muzzle of the Supra. I'd like to think it's in, in the works. Because I hope so. they've just announced 12,500 employees getting laid off after a nearly 100% fewer sales month. Yeah, this last their last quarter yeah, was bad. Don't touch rough. product yeah. development. You don't touch new products because yeah. that's what you need for new customers. Yeah. Bringing people back in the fold. Right. Getting rid of all the CVTs they have in the lineup, Maxima, Altima, everything else. 
and bringing something. I like that. This a is lot. a brilliant idea. I like that. I would really see a new I really would. Because if it's not, I think they're dead in the water right now. Well, yeah. Halo cars are important not for profitability as much as they are. You get to talk about yeah, it for totally. as long as possible. So yeah. on the Halo car riff, yes. ah, please, yes. please. I have become a Jeep guy. Um, as much as I love sports cars, my daily driver is that 1990 Jeep Grand Wagoneer that I have modified enough that my wife lets us put our infant in it. My dog loves it. I love it. It makes me very happy. I like it. Um, but that is a car. It may not be my dream car, but that yeah. is one I want to see, the new Grand Wagoneer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, because, I just saw a sketch of that well, this morning. Well, they've been talking about it forever. It's really mm-hmm. ha- It's been hard for me to on, pin it down. Um, I didn't buy my wife's new car. We leased it, uh, thinking that, okay, this is going to come out in oh, okay. the time of that lease. So I'm going to give them an opportunity sure, to sure. win me over there. Um, and again, the C8, having owned a Corvette before, that was a big dream car. I wanted mm-hmm. to see what they did, and I'm totally okay with it. I'd love to see Z06 and ZR1 where they're going to go with happen. that. It'll happen. I'll, yeah, I, I, they're gonna I be know huge. it's going to happen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, that's the one that's been – I would say it's hard to have – figured out what they're going to do, right? They speak about a third row and like, what is a third row, right? They've, I mean, they've had it kind of teased for the Chinese market too. I've seen the large Jeep that America might not get or the rest of the world might not get. Mm-hmm. I'm still seeing stuff about that, but I think they're losing out if they don't. Yeah, Take honestly. the windshield, make it more upright. <laughs> Give me some glass. <laughs> make it just like the, the original one. You on heard it here. Yeah. Richard's buying yeah. five. I'm so, buying yeah. it. <laughs> I think we're about done, but guys, we've had a fantastic podcast. It's really good to sit here with. It's cool to do a live thing too. I okay, like that. so last question goes to you from Fab Great. Automotive, asking about opening a store in Indianapolis since manufacturing and distribution is also in Indianapolis. So, Any thoughts to that? Dun dun dun. They can go in there and pick up their stuff. Oh, you, oh they we can, okay. we have a very small lobby, and okay. that's how we started out in Fife, Washington, and then we put oh, in a wow. store. So step if you give them enough business, maybe we'll uh, launch a store there. Okay. It would be very convenient for sure. Yeah. But, uh, what was the code again? Remind uh, okay, folks. Okay, yeah. yeah. Code. Once again, we're going to extend this past the past the live uh, due to the podcast going mm-hmm. live tomorrow. Yep. So SMGL2, if you use that, when you check out at reelsgarage.com, you're going to get a free heavy-duty wheel cleaning kit with your order of $99 or more. So again, we love... Uh, to do this, we it's love fun. everybody tuning in. Yeah, and you can see the engagement. It's, it's really cool. An hour. Great questions, guys. Are we already done with an hour? Yes, we've done an hour already. Flies, we went by that flies. fast. We can't yeah. do this for two hours. <laughs> We're going to keep talking. Who wants cars to do anyway. it for two hours? We're going to keep going. It's going to keep happening for <laughs> yeah, sure, guys. Thank you so much for joining us and joining these guys. We, as you can tell, I, I, you know, happy place, right? Right yeah, here. Yeah, big time. This is what we love doing, and we started with the drive, and we're just ending. We're, we're continuing the discussion we've had all day long yeah. already. Yeah. yeah, which is great. So thank you for having us again. Really, really appreciate it. And more, more to come. You and I have talked about now about a, a future. Maybe we're focused just on product podcast. Yeah. Once you're back on, yeah. we'll consider yeah. that. Yeah, I think again, we in, in these forums, we generally answer detailing questions, but uh, I think. It's been great to just talk about the day we had yeah. and, and just yeah, have fun together and, and yeah, talk yeah. about cars and a great day. for Richard to be here and be able to weigh in on all these things. Again, it just we love doing this. It's what we do collectively yeah. every <laughs> Clearly. day. But Clearly now it is. Not, yeah. you know, you need to go to the car shows to meet the crazies that yeah. you can speak to, and we're <laughs> clearly all at the table here together. Yeah. But uh, I do think 
we should uh, queue up another discussion sometime in the future mm -hmm. where back people yeah. can come and, and ask me uh, anything they have on their mind, detailing related. And um, and then, of course, if you're on the Grills Garage YouTube channel, subscribe to us here. Uh, we do these lives every two weeks. That's cool. Uh, That's so cool. That's come in and we, ask we are so thankful about having you guys as a major sponsor for the show. We love that. We love your products. We're thrilled to be here. We got to drive fun cars today. You discovered you love Mondials. Mondials. It's, been, it's been a big day. I'm just saying. <laughs> no idea. I'm just saying. It's been a big day. I didn't see that. You, you didn't even this morning. I didn't think like Mondials or yeah. It's know, rolling off the tongue. This it's all it's all about that now. Didn't see that yeah. It's a big day. Credit to my brother Philip. Yes, definitely poked that. Yes. Huge, huge. huge. Philip walked. We were having a conversation. Sorry, I have to tell the story. We were having a conversation this morning about what cars we're going to take. And Philip hadn't really said anything, and he just kind of steps in and goes, "Have you driven a Mondial?" And I was like, "A what?" Why and, then, and then we pulled it, and now we're all we're all about it. So there you go. You never know. You can be surprised. They're fifty grand. Start shopping. Start shopping. They won't last long.